Hi, everybody. Over the next few episodes, you'll hear First Gen speaking directly with a very special expert about the challenges they're facing in their love lives. It's a topic that comes up a lot during our conversations, but most of our guests don't actually want to talk to mommy and papi about their dating lives. Listen, I get it. So on the show, we realized we could all use a little help in this area. We invited Coach Versha, a relationship expert, to join us to offer her feedback and insights on how to navigate romantic relationships. She calls these discovery conversations. Today, she's talking with Felipa. Felipa is a Mexican-American woman who recently moved back to her hometown after leaving a three-year relationship and who is struggling to find what she wants in her new dating life. Let's get into it. I'm Felipa. I am 34. I am also an attorney. I broke up with my latest relationship about a year ago. Um, I can't say that I've had a lot of success um, lately in dating. I think that's one of the reasons that made me want to have this conversation. And I also started thinking about what went wrong in my relationship or what patterns I I don't know, I started seeing some patterns in the way I choose people or in the way I approach relationships. And I feel like it would be worth to have a conversation with someone or get a, another perspective. What is it that if you didn't have to worry about how it was going to happen or what you needed to do to make it happen in the next, say, 12 months of your life, what would you like to create? Um, I would like to have some stability, I think. I really like the idea of having a family, not necessarily children, but like I like a partner and just somebody to share goals with and that we can work towards something. I'm kind of craving that that sort of stability a little bit. And when you are out there dating or in a relationship, what obstacles are there for you? Um, so oh, I didn't mention this, but I'm Mexican-American, first generation, and um, I, I went to law school, as I said, and it's been a bit of a challenge, I think, to navigate I want somebody who understands that I'm, I really want to continue pursuing my career. It's really important for me and who values my career as much as they value their own and who values my time as much as they value their own. And that's been a little bit of a hard thing to find, to be honest. And at the same time, I think it's important um, for me to have somebody who shares some, not necessarily the same political beliefs, but at least understands where I'm coming from or has that kind of respect for my background and that's been a bit of a challenge, I think, to find both in the same person. Yeah. It sounds like finding someone and being in a healthy relationship is more than just about what you want. It sounds like there's a, a larger purpose here for you in standing for who you are culturally, who you are as a career person. And that's the the bigger picture vision that you have is really having it all fit into that as well. Right. Yeah, definitely agree with that. So it might sound a little bold for me to say this, but I noticed some hesitancy in the way that you state what it is that you want. Sometimes this can come from jadedness. Sometimes it can come from a lack of belief that it's even possible to have a healthy relationship, a real partner that gets you. And sometimes it's a lack of confidence 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a combination of all of the above. And I think a lot of it is like, I feel like I blame myself for everything that went wrong. Not not necessarily in that I did everything wrong, but like that I should have, I didn't set proper boundaries or like I probably shouldn't have tried to make it work in spite of all the differences. Like I shouldn't be looking past the red flags. So I think it's just that, that I've been like a little bit hard on myself, I would say. So I think that's might be coloring this like, well, I mean, how can I even find someone when I myself haven't finished sorting things out, I guess. I think that might be where I'm coming from. From KPBS and PRX, Port of Entry is back. This season features cross-border stories about artists and musicians turning pain into superpowers. A kid caught smuggling drugs through the U.S.-Mexico border becomes an artist and designer. Carlos Santana's best friend, musician Javier Batiz, turns down mega fame for family and community. Port of Entry, a narrative documentary podcast, offers cross-border stories that connect us all. Visit portofentrypod.org or listen on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Juleka here. I'm the host and creator of How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything. And I want to invite you to be on our show. If you're an adult and a child of immigrants from anywhere in the world, I'd love to talk to you about those conversations that are hard but necessary. Things about politics, dating, career, parenting. Seriously, no topic is off limits. Send us an email at hello at talktomommypoppy.com and let's get you on the show. That's hello at talktomommypoppy.com. See you soon. What's up, everybody? I'm Steve R. Lewis, a licensed psychotherapist and host of How to Talk to High Achievers About Anything. I'm excited to share big news. How to Talk to High Achievers About Anything is back. This time, I'll be joined by a very special person, someone whose name you know very well. Hi, everybody. I'm Juleka Lantigua, founder of LWC Studios. Welcome, Juleka. I'm so excited. And by the way, I'll be taking notes. So many notes. As always, on the show, we get to hear stories from black and brown folks who are out there doing great and amazing things. Then I do my thing of offering some feedback and strategies to help us navigate personal and professional challenges. Together, we'll figure out how to achieve on our own terms. Subscribe to or follow How to Talk to High Achievers About Anything everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow the show at Talk to Achievers. It sounds like you're much of a giver and often you're not getting the things that you want in return. Um, yeah, I really do think, and maybe, maybe this is a little bit of a part of a lack of confidence. Maybe, um, I just remember like my latest relationship, it was about three years um, long and the first two years I just spent it like really going out of my way to make the other person happy. I kind of felt like it was my job to make him happy. And I really think that I neglected myself in the process and I neglected what I wanted. And of course, that's, that approach is not sustainable. So eventually caught up with me and I felt like I wasn't getting anything in return or not not enough. And I started sort of setting up for myself a little bit and just things just didn't started unraveling a little bit. And I think it's been my experience before. They're just trying really hard at the beginning and then at some point just being exhausted. Your actions, like this pattern that you say that you see, it seems to come from scarcity. Like if I don't give this person, I'm not going to get anything. And if I don't give, then I don't deserve anything. And this, like to your point, this being really hard on yourself and thinking that you're doing something wrong 
there's just nothing wrong with wanting someone to show up for you the way you show up for them and for you to know that you can be loved and respected. No, I, I agree with all that. I mean, it, it, it's been hard thinking about all that, right? Because of course you start thinking like, oh, wow, like I really haven't loved myself properly or like, like I have not necessarily even allowed myself to want things. I've been more focused on like, okay, I need to fix myself first, so to speak. Yeah. So what are the things that you would want? And what, what are the things that you would ask for? Um, I don't really ask for support in terms of just, um, I think just your everyday kind of like, how are you? How are things? Like, how can I make your life better? Or how can I help make things easier for us um, in general? Um, I really like doing things, going places. I think it would be great to have an activity partner. And um I think it would also just be easier to do certain things to, I don't know, save money to buy a house, for example. Um, not that I couldn't do it on my own. I just think it would be easier to have that with someone else. Um, I think it's about just peace of mind, like just feeling like one area of my life is sorted out. So you know what this sounds like to me is like it's a checklist. And once you can cross it off, you'll be like, oh, okay, good, done. (laughs) I have a hunch that relationships and and having love in your life is about more than that for you than just crossing it off your bucket list. But like, I know for me personally, it was about safety, security, respect, you know, love and actually feeling like I'm accepted in this world by another human being. And I find that when we're sometimes jaded from dating, those walls come up and we're not actually willing to say things like, I need to feel secure. I need to feel safe because we as independent women, strong, you know, smart, career-minded women are taught to just like, we can do this. We don't need to have anyone supporting us and loving us. And that just doesn't work in romantic relationships. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious how much of that strong, Philippa, shows up in your dating. I think it doesn't show up enough, actually. Or maybe maybe, maybe it's just kind of like I don't want it to show up too much. I think that's been more my case that I want to seem like love. Not that I'm not, but like that I wanted the person to be like, oh, she's loving. She's sweet. She's. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other part of me that's like, I don't need you. Um <laughs> I could be happy without you. And that that part of me just comes out later on. And I think that that's when maybe things start getting a little difficult. So mm-hmm. it might be a good thing to find a way to not try to guess what the other person wants to see, which I think has been an issue for me. Totally. And, you know, I, I love that you're so aware of it right now because our brains are really good at making us feel like, yeah, but I am coming from the heart. Look at how outgoing I'm being. Look at how considerate I'm being. But by doing it from up here in our brains rather than our hearts, we are not being our real genuine selves. And I think being truly yourself on the outside and and doing so outside of fear and outside of the fear of like losing someone if you don't give something back, that's kind of the sweet spot for you. And getting to know like, who am I when I'm a romantic partner and I know that I will get respect and love back uh, regardless of what this, who this other person is across the table. I think that's a big piece of what I'm seeing is like the kind of place to infiltrate this pattern for you. Um, what are some of the things that you want 
in a partner? And how has it been for you to find those things? Um, up until recently, I hadn't really sat down and thought about like, okay, what are some things that I really want and that I need? Um, at least I can say from my latest relationship that I just met him and things just went from there. And from the beginning, there were a lot of things that I'm like, I don't know that we're quite compatible, but I'm going to make this work because I have to, for whatever reason, I feel like I have to do it. So now I'm trying to take a step back and being like, okay, there are certain things that are really important to me. Like just, for example, like the other person really has to love dogs because I love dogs and I'm not going to get rid of them. And the other person, it's important to me that they like going out or like they like doing things and activities and or they like to have fun. I mean, not all the time. It doesn't have to be like this, like, let's go out every day, but like just... Or just having that disposition and that openness to understand different cultures, that interest in the world and other people and other cultures. I think that's also important to me. And um, have I found it? Um, not not quite. I don't. I don't. Yeah, not 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 necessarily. Yeah, and also um, I didn't mention this earlier, but I moved. Uh, I was living in New York. I moved to Houston last year. And um, I think just uh, politically, that has also been a little bit of a challenge because, as I said earlier, like, I don't need somebody who shares everything, every one of my beliefs. But I think I need somebody who has a certain amount of openness and understands. And I don't want that to be a struggle in my relationship or things, political issues that come up, like racism and things like that. Like, I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't believe in it <laughs> or like doesn't think it exists. And I mean, but I think that has been also a little bit of an issue. And, um, and I think culturally, I really want somebody who respects my career and um, doesn't see me sort of like a, um, like a support person to whatever they want. And I think, yeah, I think more than knowing what I want, I think that I know what I don't want. So I don't know if that's helpful enough to narrow that. It is. It's helpful for a couple of reasons. So uh, one quick little explanation on how I like to look at getting clarity on what it is that you want. I often recommend narrowing it down to three to five things and putting those things in columns. So what is that thing that you want? Column number one. Column number two, why is that so important to you? What moral or value is it attributed to that's going to make it important to you? And then in the third column, how are you going to actually determine that about a person outside of them just telling you that they have that value or moral? Because a lot of times everyone's like, I like to travel. I like dogs. I like, I'm, I'm, you know, I do community service, but you know, actions speak more louder than words. And oftentimes it's the things that we do together and that we experience together that actually has us seeing that. And sometimes the things on our list are not relevant until we attribute them to that moral or the value. Um, so because it might seem like it's about, um, you know, your dogs, but ultimately there's, there's a bigger thing there that the dogs represent in your life that is more important to see if that person aligns with than technically dogs. So there's just a hypothetical, but you know, it's a place to look, to go a little deeper. Now I noticed you use the word boundaries and I think that word is overused. So consider that with the right person, you wouldn't need to draw lines, that it's actually possible to understand each other in the way where you get the person's needs, they get your needs. 
And boundaries is another example. That word in general is another example of coming from scarcity, a scarcity of feeling understood, basically. On a higher level, we want to completely shift that experience and move you from scarcity and fear and into abundance and respect and finally getting that thing you deserve despite the circumstances of moving or somebody's, you know, cultural background, your own cultural background. That speaks to me a lot. It's like, huh, I never actually thought about it that way. What are my values that I want to share with the other person? And yeah, definitely the boundary thing. And I can definitely see how that comes from fear. And just from past like experiences where I feel like I have to be drawing lines all the time. And I really would like to not have to even think about doing that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we want to get you to a place where you're being open-minded enough that you're not letting good you know, opportunities, good guys pass you by, but not so much that you risk settling and compromising. Yeah, no, that's super helpful. All right, here's what we learned from Coach Versha. Allow yourself to want things. It's okay to want what you want. And you don't have to constantly give to be worthy of receiving. Identify your underlying values. Reflect on the values and morals that are behind the things you want in a partner. This will help you figure out the deeper reasons for why something is important to you and will also help you be open-minded about where and in whom you might find that. And remember, abandon the scarcity mindset. Notice when your behavior is motivated by fear of losing what you have. Use this awareness to recalibrate and discover how you might show up in a relationship when you feel safe loved and secure thank you coach versha you are awesome thank you for sharing your expertise with felipa and with us listeners you will find a link to coach versha's website in the show notes so head on over there learn more about her work as a dating and relationship coach As always, thank you for listening and thank you for sharing us. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of LWC Studios. Virginia Lora is the show's producer. Kojin Tashiro is our mixer. Manuela Bedoya is our marketing lead. I'm the creator, Juleka Lantigua. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy Papi. Bye, everybody. Same place next week.